You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. You're listening to Inside Real Estate, where we go deep into the minds of real estate professionals. Here are your hosts, Paul and Sal. And Brad. (laughs) We just got to do that every time. Good morning. And then it works. I watched the couple and I saw they always dog on on you for always. You're not supposed to be here? He's he's What's just keeps showing off. He, he, he just keeps showing Paul up. doesn't want to pay to recut the intro. No, yeah. man. <laughs> no your money. Man. What's up, everyone? Uh, Paul Postelak is here. We are you are listening to Inside Real Estate, obviously. Um, are people saying uh, I'm crabby today. I'm not. Yes. I'm yes. just a little I felt tired. that on the I phone. Was, yeah. You did. Yeah. A little crabby. demanding, yeah. too. Go open the door. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's okay. All right. I need so, to zone there. Before we start, for all the listeners, listener out there, uh, <laughs> go ahead and find us on the iTunes app. Go to uh, uh, Podcast Detroit, Google Play, like us, uh, share. And for those of you that watch us on uh, Facebook Live, we're sorry. I know that there's a delay. I've been getting some feedback from the one or two listeners we have. <laughs> That uh, said that there's a delay. We're trying to get Dave from the podcast place to fix Dave. it. Dave is very difficult to get a hold of, right, Jessica? He's he's very no he's aloof. He's, he's hard aloof. he's hard to get a hold of. So Dave, if, if you're man. listening, which he's probably not, but you know, <laughs> if he is, uh, I'd love to fix that if we could. Today, I want to talk about uh, a little bit about the market. I feel like things are starting to turn, and we'll talk about what I think about that as far as inventory. Uh, Manhattan had its worst quarter since the the uh, the meltdown. I, I want to say I want to talk a little bit about what that might mean. Uh, also, uh, Putin and our boy uh, Trump had a really good meeting, so we might touch on that. Really uh, boy. Putin's for, boy, he's your boy. It's Putin's boy. First and foremost, we got Ryan Law. He is from Real good Team. Good morning. Good morning, people. He looks good. You're fresh. Appreciate it. How's Young? the hair? Good, did man. I, put this? I mean, did, it's a good okay. quaff, dude. We have a closing in wow. 45 yeah, minutes. I didn't want to ruin it. Yeah. So. so, Ryan, tell the audience, uh, like, your background. Like, how did you get in the business? I know you're fairly new, but you've had yeah. some success, and I think that's partly due to the system that you're in. But tell me a little bit about it. I, I am new. Um, so I graduated from Central Michigan University oh, in 2018. Yeah, good. Fire yeah. up chips. Yeah, there yeah, it is. Man, fire up. Um, so this is my first big boy job. <laughs> okay. It really is. And um, I got into it. I had a, a professor who knew – um, someone who talking to the mic, buddy, yeah. the front yeah. end, put it in your mouth. Yeah. So I had, a, <laughs> yeah, I had a professor who, um, who knew somebody that was, that was, uh, an owner of real team, um, who's not with real team anymore. Oh yeah. But they, he linked me up with him. They were, they were at central for a career fair and I knew I was going into real estate. Didn't know who I was going to hold my license under. I met, I, I met them once and it was, that was it. So it was it. Yeah. What was the interest in going into real estate? The interest in the real estate. Um, I'm one of those people. I I need to control my own schedule. You know, I like the I like the freedom of it. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I, it's like an office space. You ever seen office space or uh, yeah, office space where he's like, um, if I he's like, what does he say? He says if I do the the same amount of work, like I don't see another dime. That kind of thing. Yeah. I really like that in in real estate. Your effort. Is gonna determine your paycheck. There's no ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. that's what got me. Into so it. yeah, I, I've always had a commission job in my mm. whole career. I can't imagine. Like my wife's a teacher, just so you guys know, and it doesn't matter how good of a teacher she is, 
She gets Aww. paid the same amount of money. It doesn't matter. I mean, it really she's a great matter. teacher. She's though, a great teacher, though. Yeah, sure. But... She's a great teacher, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't change. Saved them. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So <laughs> I had to have that. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's really it. So that's good, man. So you went to Central. Mm-hmm. You got a degree in what? Communication. Yeah. Yeah. That really helps you out in real estate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest. If if anyone has any qualms with their realtor, it's always communication. Yeah. Either they were just, you know, awkward when they did communicate with them, or they didn't communicate with them enough. Right. So, yeah. So I think it's the biggest. So thing. you work with a lot of buyers yes. right now, right? Yep. And um, right now, obviously, it's been a very tough market for buyers. Sure has. Right. Sure has. <laughs> Getting somebody under contract is not yeah. easy. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. He uh, says it with a smile. He, yeah, he's <laughs> going through. He's going through it, man. Yeah, man. So, like, what is the, the right now the biggest obstacle that you're seeing for your buyers right now? Multiple offer situations. Still. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Still. As many um, as before. No, or? No, no, no. That's what I was going to say next. It is slowing down a little bit. Yeah. Um, but just f- over the last 12, 14 months that I've been doing it, that's obvious. That's by far the yeah. biggest issue. Oh, I I almost wonder too. Is it actually slowing down, or are there more homes on the market? Because I'm not sure. I don't know. I so that's going to segue into what I wanted to talk yeah. about a little bit. Uh, maybe we could just jump into it, I guess. But like for me, I'm starting to feel more inventory. And part of the reason I think this is happening right now, stop laughing, is everybody's got a price. And at some point, your house is worth so much more than, than you thought it would ever be worth that at some point, your your number gets hit. Like You got to uh, sell it. You got, I mean, at some point, it's like, okay – you know, if my house appreciates a hundred thousand dollars since I bought it, you know, I'm gonna, you know, okay, that's good. Okay, now it's a hundred fifty. Now it's a hundred seventy five. Mm. At what point? What's what's your number? And I think people are starting to hit their number, and they're like, I got to get out. I mean, this is just too much money for me not to not, not to, to be jump able to, on it. Yeah. yeah, it's all over the news. People are people are looking at it. They're looking at their house. They're looking at their bills, their future, their debt, kids' college, and it's time to cash out. People, yeah, people are putting it up. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's well, the thing. There's so much equity being built right and now. And I feel like with everything, uh, you know, the word's obviously out there, but I think the perception of of what it means to a lot of people is it, it could be slower, right? Like uh, those who keep their eyes on the markets and are a little more financially savvy are probably probably already made the move of selling their house and, right. and moving. But a lot of people probably are like, wait, really? Yeah. You know, I could, yeah. I could make a hundred grand on this house I bought, you know? So I feel like uh, it just takes time. You know, it takes time for people to kind of realize and the new normal of the market. Yeah, but I guess my point, and maybe Ryan, you can allude to this uh, or talk about it. It's like I feel like we're coming to this point <clears throat> where it's things are just starting to get over that hump and it's starting to level off where people are like, okay, if I don't sell now, I might not – like a year from now, I might not – I'm mm-hmm. not going to have as much equity. So I might as well take advantage of that equity now. They're pulling out a hundred, 150000 and then putting down – you know, taking a portion of that but keeping a lot of that to pay off. Bills, debt, whatever it is. Mm. Is that what you're seeing, right? I think so. Um, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see a huge difference just yet. Yeah. I mean, I've no, really I, I feel like it's just happening. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Um, the, the thing with my brokerage with real team is, um, be, be, be market proof in the sense that if you just continue to work as hard, you're not going to s- exactly feel the difference. So it's hard for, for me to, yeah, really conceptualize it. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely um, becoming a little bit harder to get that number on the list side at the, at the very least because, you know, last summer, the beginning of this summer, it was like, what's your number? Oh, okay, your house is worth 230 and you want 250 
let's throw it up for 250 and see what happens. Yeah. Like that that's not a crazy thing to 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 do. I mean in the last in the last few months here and I've I've seen crazier things happen where right. you get that number. Yeah. That is kind of starting to level out is what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. L- more price drops for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which I think is just the 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 start of I mean I just I look for trends, right? And like if you start seeing that starting to happen, you know, once more houses go on the market sale, right? There's there's more houses and there's less de- like there's there's more well, even if it was the same demand, I mean there's just right, less people looking at the same house, you know, because there's multiple options. So, right. uh so do you think guys, I mean I'll, I'll ask you right, do you think this time next year, what do you think the conversation is going to be about the market in your opinion? I have no idea. I hate making those predictions because yeah. then if I'm wrong, uh, yeah. it is recorded. Well, it's like, I, no, I think cares. to your point, who cares? Yeah. At least yeah, exactly. in, in, on our side, right? Like, yeah. who cares? Work hard. Yeah. Figure it out. Just whatever happens, deal with create it. Create whatever when, opportunities you can for yeah, yourself, deal right? Deal with it when it happens. But I yeah, from I a no business idea. standpoint, yeah, who cares for us? But look, the, potentially people listening might be like, well, should I sell right now? Should I not sell right now? Right. I, right. If it makes that, sense. I would say if you've had even a thought about listing now, then yes. It's time. List the house. You list the house. For for, sure, and right. it's like, yes. you know, the conversation we have with locking a rate, like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I truly, I, I wish I could tell you better uh, advice, but I don't have that crystal ball. Mm. I think if today makes sense for you to do this and you can accomplish your goals by doing so, aka staying in your budget or netting a certain amount to pay off your debt and move into a new house, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Are you going to wait around to potentially make another 10 or 20 grand on your house or are yeah. you going to like take the risk of the market falling another 20, 30 grand is the best advice to, to give. And I give it all the time. I know you guys do as well. It's, if it makes sense today, do it. Yep. You don't want to live in, with regrets tomorrow. If it doesn't make sense all of a sudden, or if mm-hmm. uh, Russia does something crazy in our market tanks or wh- whatever it is happens. If it makes sense today, do it. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and Ryan, what, what is the craziest thing that you've done to try to get an offer accepted? <laughs> craziest thing i've done to get an offer. like as far as like off like you know what i mean like because it's competitive right like you're competing against five six seven offers sometimes and you yeah. gotta stand out somehow right yeah 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 um you just put a picture of your we hand. do have a mature content rating by the way so yeah, you can oh, say, whatever, say whatever the fuck you want i've never i've never i don't know i guess just i don't know just nothing just, crazy you're just yeah, you're nothing just, crazy you're just aggressive i've I mean, never I'm, yeah just aggressive in normal offer like the stipulations, I guess, just you know, writing large appraisal waivers and all that. It's, yeah, I haven't done anything crazy like deliver the offer, like from a parachute with like a bow on <laughs> That'd it. That'd be awesome. People, would be people do things, you know, yeah. similar to that. Seriously, <laughs> I haven't done it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard about some parachutes. So, so for a young real estate agent getting into this business or someone that's been in it that maybe hasn't had a lot of success, what is some advice that you give them? To get going, because it's tough as a real estate agent. We have a yeah, lot of real estate agents tough. that listen. So, like, what did you do to kind of like, I mean, really, like, because I mean, you're doing you're doing well for being as young as you are in the industry. It's but- um, it's it's very cliche, but be the first one there and the last one gone. Yeah, you know what I mean, you just like have to for the first. So I didn't. I'm 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 doing okay right now, but my first check didn't come for five months. Yeah, I got my first check in, in five months. Yeah. Um. You that's know, a so long that's time. A long five months, right? It's a long time, yeah. right? So it's um, it's about being process oriented. So if you're if you're goal oriented and you're like, okay, I this is the result that I want. I'm just going to focus on that result and focus on on the money. That's how you get discouraged very quickly if it doesn't happen. Yeah, you just have to time block, set your day, yeah. and then just just do those things in the moment, and then wake up, do it the next day, do it the next day, and then it just will pop. You yeah. can't try and focus on on the result. 
Um, I think that was, that's a very true be, statement because, like, honestly, like, we get so – some people get so focused on results. Yep. Yeah. Like, I need a result. I need the instant gratification. In our business, any result that you have today, honestly, is, like, work that you did three months ago. Yeah. Right? It's not, it's not what you're doing today that's going to pay off today. And conversely, uh, if if there's a lack of results, it was because you you dropped the ball right. three, three months, months ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why it's so you can get stuck in that trap yeah. if the checks are coming well, especially, in. Especially yeah, in this business, yeah. you have a good month, and yeah. you're like, exactly. you're like kick back, and go to Vegas, yeah. or New yeah. Orleans. Yeah, yeah, you start celebrating a little right? bit. <laughs> yeah, you come back and uh, got wow, I have absolutely no business. Yeah. yeah, that's that's what I would say for sure. Is just stay process oriented, stay active, and uh, yeah, keep moving. Yeah, just at all times. Um, and then there's just a, the the prerequisites that I think are just like people skills. You gotta you just just loosen up a little bit, be authentic, mm-hmm. and people are gonna naturally want to work with you. Yeah, there's a, there's there's something that happens in our industry when people just don't know how to talk to other humans mm. without like sounding like douchey, mm. like they're reading from a or script. Brash yeah, the or, script, man. Yeah. Yeah. The robot. Yeah, it's like, hi, That's my name thing. is Paul. Thank Lockes. you for calling Real Team Real Estate. I am how excited to help. You. Happy to help. How close do I have to be to this thing? Is this like, like it's got to be yeah, in, no, your in, mouth, in your mouth? Yeah, I know. Like, put it in your mouth. Put it yeah. in and around your mouth. Jeez. In and around. Okay. Um, right, here we are. <laughs> Jessica's laughing. Why are you laughing, Jessica? I'm just... You're just so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a dirty suit too. You look like you're about to like. I'm going to a funeral. I was gonna say a few. Come on, man. I'm going to a funeral. You look like a snake oil salesman. I legit am going to a funeral. Thanks. (laughs) Are you really? Yeah. Oh, sorry. We have a closing at ten. I know. That's the funeral. I was gonna say. (laughs) I was gonna say. What do you? No, it's a whole thing. I got. I got. That's why. Maybe that's why I'm in a bad mood today. Next time. All right. So, another thing I want to talk about, man. What? We didn't know that. Yeah, you kind of bagged that before. That's not nice. Yeah, it's all right, Jessica. It's okay. It's, I knew that. It's not your you look like you're anyway. about to take our plates off the table, man. I think you're Ouch. excellent. <laughs> I think you look excellent. It's your yeah. Okay, so uh, Manhattan has seen its uh, <laughs> worst quarter since the uh, the implosion. So I think uh, here's why that's telling for me. Like Manhattan, like the the city? No, the other Manhattan. What, like this uh, the drink. company? Uh, who measures <laughs> city drink? Who who measures cities like because a company? Because this is why it's important. <laughs> they had the worst quarter. What the fuck does that mean? That's why this. I'll tell you why it's important. Less foreign investors are coming in and buying property, which is indicative of something else. I think it's also indicative of, of seeing a leveling off in our market. One of the first thing, one of the first cities, one of the first areas that started blowing up after the implosion was New York because people saw value, especially on the high end market. And money started pouring in because there's a lot of value there. When that when that Commodity is at a at a at a at a uh, at, like it was like a fire sale, right? Everybody wanted to get in. Now you're starting to see there's less deals and less people jumping into that boat because they don't feel like they can get the rate of return on that investment anymore. That again, I think, is very indicative on the, of the fact that things are starting to slow down in the real estate market. Well, I think you almost have to look at the real estate market from two perspectives, though, um, and that would be new builds. Right. Mm-hmm. And existing real estate. And if you think of a place that's the size of the Woodward Corridor, aka Manhattan, right? Our Manhattan. Well, no, I'm just saying Manhattan itself. I yeah. mean, it's like, it's not like it's this vast area, right? Like the whole state of New York. No, no, it's I a mean, very acute area. Those investors who got in, right? I mean, they either haven't cashed out yet because they got in earlier and are waiting for that to happen, or, I mean, there's no nothing else to buy. Right. But, I, but, but there's and saying- how much more room is there to build there? They're still building, brother. They're going up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I get that, but I don't know. I feel like uh, there's other markets that are exploding still. 
So you where know, do you, like, like where? Give me an example. Like the uh, Bay Area is capped, dude. The Bay like Area is Colo- There's a ton of building in Colorado. Colorado's hot. Yeah, yeah, for sure it's hot. Like super, super hot. One of the hottest markets around, actually. Everybody wants to move to Colorado. Yeah, yeah man. Have you ever been Tell there? Tell me more about Colorado. No, I've never been. No, my Three, bu- 300 days of sun, though, a year. Yeah, my buddy like lives there. Yeah. He was here the other day. Probably the me. best weather in the country. Yeah. That's what they say. I've never been. Person. Well, I was looking yeah. that up because it was just, I remember there was like a three-month spam where it was just gray here. Mm-hmm. You got, so, the, you got so, so I was just thinking, I was like, this has to be one of the grayest states. It just does. No, I think Seattle. So I looked it up. Seattle, no, I know. We're not, we're, not, we're not quite there. We're yeah, not, Seattle's, yeah, Seattle's pretty well, bad. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, gr- we're gray. So I looked it up, and, and Colorado is one of the sunniest ones. So maybe that's next. You're going to move to Colorado? Yeah, real, yeah, real team Colorado. Real team Denver. Mm, oh, you just want to make pot. it happen. You want to smoke know. pot? No, I don't know. I don't do that. You don't that's going to be anywhere. Yeah, that would be a You don't smoke pot? No. Okay. Jessica? No comment. Okay. <laughs> Don't put Jessica on the spot. I, I, and I like doing that. It's fun. <laughs> so, fun. yeah. I mean, I think that that's... So I don't understand your point totally. So you, there's two sides of it, right? New builds and then you, you, what was your point? Well, I think that a market will become so hot in a certain area that there's really nothing else to do but build around it and or rehab areas that aren't so hot. Like, for example, Manhattan is Manhattan, but then you have Brooklyn, Queens, all the other boroughs that potentially are going under. Like yeah, a, I just think, again, this is just Investment me. or renovation. I totally agree, but I just think this is a good barometer. And you know me, I'm very bullish on the market. I have been. I told people to buy last year. I just I think- I kind of feel like you're a doomsday prepper, though. Right now? No, no, right now? I'm just being honest. <laughs> yeah. I just The, the, the just information a, just that I'm bit. getting right now is that things are slowing down. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. And, that, and then, like, again- New York to me is just a barometer as to what's happening as a whole. And it's just, I think it's a little bit ahead of everything else because it's such a big market. But so we're coming to the end of the summer, right? And things slow down at the end of the summer anyway. So how much of that is market trends and how much of that is seasonal? Because we kind of all expected a slight slowdown. I think when you look at it from foreign investment, that they don't really care whether it's snowing or, you know, but that's more or less, uh, it's a microcosm of the market though. I mean, Manhattan. I, I don't correlate that to us at all. I do. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about it. Well, I guess you <laughs> I look at that. foreign investment, but you just have to look at other cities, right, and uh, see where where it's happening and where it's not. I mean, those markets are crazy. I mean, yeah. Uh, so, for example, I'll give you. I will a give you. Twelve hundred like, square foot apartment is a million bucks. Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. So, Detroit, our, our city of Detroit, uh, downtown, has seen a year over year appreciation of forty two percent. Year over year, that's a that's a big jump, dude. It's huge, but it's easy to appreciate forty two percent when the average value of a home in Detroit is like Flint. It's like forty thousand, fifty thousand. But think about it; like it's a lot easier to appreciate. If you bought a hundred thousand dollar house, you made forty two thousand dollars on it. Yeah, right. That's pretty crazy. Do you work? Do you do anything in Detroit, Ryan? I know, I know some of your partners Maybe, over there do, but I think I've only done one deal in Detroit. Yeah, they're tough to do. Yeah, they're tough to do, right? I've only done one. There's investors from out of state buying in Detroit. Like, yeah. I'm still seeing a lot of that. I don't know. I just, I just feel like potentially we're starting to slow down. That's just what I feel. I could be wrong. Yeah. Sal, you think Maybe. I'm wrong? You've been wrong before. I've never been wrong. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's just too early to speculate. You yeah. know, we there's more listings hitting the market, but is that really slowing things down, or are there going to be more sales? You know, and and by slowing down, do you just mean that prices have leveled out, 
or do you mean that? I think there's more inventory in the market. I think people are starting to cash out, and I think that's the beginning of creating more inventory. And then what will happen once we have more inventory, it's going to meet the demand. Housing prices will start leveling off. I don't think we're going to see the appreciation as as aggressive as we've seen it over the last two years. That's my 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 point of all this. I don't think it's like we're not in danger of going out of business or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. The real estate market is really healthy. I just think we're starting to see us just something get, becoming a little bit more healthy, which I think is a healthy thing to happen, by the way. It's healthy. Right? I think it just goes back to our, our point. I mean, the four of us are in the business, right? We, so we probably have... I would say more knowledge than the average person out there thinking about potentially selling their house or I buying a new so. home. So if, yeah, if I think so. we can speculate all day long and at the end of the day, we have no fucking clue what's going to happen Whoa, with the market. Man, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. So I mean, like, yeah. kind of where I'm at. Yeah. We have know. no idea. So, so if you're thinking and tossing ideas around or you're trying to speculate about the market and maybe sell your house and make some money, just do it. Like, no, you're right. You should not be doing. You should not be making decisions based on potential possibilities. It's all very relative to who you are, where you're at. All I'm doing is analyzing the picture as a whole, as a real estate market, and, and giving a broad idea of right. what I believe is happening, which is kind of the point of the show. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, otherwise, why the fuck would we be True. here? True, right? So, you just like to hear yourself. Yeah, uh, I'm just here to hang out with you guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, Ryan, let me ask you this: A lot of first-time home buyers, you know, especially millennials right now, have some good money saved up. Like I was talking to one a millennial like the other day, and he had like fifty thousand dollars saved up, and he was buying a three hundred thousand dollars house. What does he nice. do? Uh, yeah, what's he doing? I, don't know. I forget what he does. Are they hiring? Yeah. No, no, he does some kind of sales. But anyways, so he's doing well. He's buying his first house. He's getting married, and his big question to me was, "Dude, how much should I put down on, on this house? Should I take all my money and put it down?" Should I put 5% down? I, so, like, I have my ideas on that. When someone asks you, Ryan, obviously that's probably more of a mortgage question, but what's yeah. your thought on that, honestly? Um, I, I don't, I don't get asked it a ton. How much, how much money should I put down? I would just say, I mean, however much, however much you can. Yeah. I, I, I'm in the camp of just keeping the, the monthly as, as well. And I would say as an agent, right? When you're looking to buy a, when you have a, client submitting an offer obviously the more they put down the better the offer looks but yeah you know in in reality i think on on our end we talked to some people and they're like well i want to put you know 30 percent down i'm like why and you have 31 percent in the bank you know it's Mm -hmm. like man i I mean granted you know i'm not living your life and if that's what you want to do you want you want to do that but like your interest rate might be an eighth of a point lower with all these you know low down payment programs at cap rates and things like that why would you do that? As long as you're okay with the payment, I'd keep the money in the bank. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's all situational as well. True. I mean, if it's a multiple offer situation and, and you, I mean, you're, you, like you said, you are going to look stronger if you're just, if you're putting more down. Um, so yeah. Well, yeah. When I write a pre-approval mm-hmm. and someone's like comfortable with doing so, I'll always put that on the pre-approval. Yeah. And as long as they qualify for less, I mean, it's not, they're not mandated yeah. to putting yeah, that depends. much right. down. You change depends, the loan, you know? So here's what I here's what I told him. I said, "Listen, dude. I go, you got 50k in the bank. If you use 40 of it and you're only left with 10k, and then you got to furnish it, maybe the furnace goes out, something mm-hmm. bad happens, you're really I mean, the difference in payment for every $10,000 you borrow is 50 bucks, mm-hmm. right? So for $100 a month and he puts $20,000 less down, but he has 20k in the bank and that's tax deductible. For me, it was like, dude, I'm always going to say do whatever you need to do, whatever makes sense." But realistically, why are you? Why, you're, you're tapping yourself. You're not leaving yeah. yourself a cushion. You're buying a house. A lot happens when you buy a house. Well, and mm. to me, I think it's funny, and it, this might not necessarily be the case, but someone who's so concerned about you know their credit, getting the best rate, whatever, they put the most down. 
and then they don't have enough money to potentially furnish the house and they have to get they have to go to our van and max out a credit card right you know and it's like oh your credit that you're you know so concerned about is now yeah definitely stay away from you know that's kind of what i was don't do that i mean my opinion on it is put as little down as you can and still get the house like but as little as possible because money's so cheap right now in the housing market interest rates are still super low like they've gone up but they're still historically ridiculously low so money's cheap it's a long-term debt um it's not like a credit card debt you're not going to pay 30 percent interest on it it's not going to strap you right keep your money in the bank keep your money invested reinvest it make your money work for yourself don't just blow it all, put it into a house that, yeah, you're going to get equity, but well, if you, you lock, can't ever, you're never going to tap locking into it. Locking it up in the house is better than potentially not, you know, putting minimum down and then, you know, blowing, going out and yeah, blowing it at, yeah. at the bar or something for like sure, that. For but, sure. You know, like you said, keep it invested, keep it in the bank because, yeah. you know, if you have that money and you keep it in the bank and let's say the market did go down, let's say you bought a house for 300 grand, you put down 3%, you know, what was it, 290 loan amount? And all of a sudden, you know, the market in two years, your house is worth 240 grand, you know, and you have to sell, you got to move or whatever. You got a job, a new job, right? rather be out to five grand or 10 grand instead of 50. Well, just depending, right? And there's options you might be able, the bank might be able to negotiate to sell it for that price. And you still have your 50 grand in the bank as opposed to, hey, it was in the house, you know? And I mean. Yeah. And then as far as offers go, I usually put what they can put down Yep. uh, because it doesn't look good. And sometimes I've had, like I've done 5% down on my pre-approval and the guy has 100K in the bank and he's Mm. just trying to leverage the market. So what I do, I call the listing agent and I say, listen, dude, they've got 100K in the bank. They're doing 5% to leverage the market. They're really well qualified. That's where a good loan officer kind of comes into play because mm-hmm. they need to understand that on the on the list side right yep so mm-hmm. yeah you're one of the only people that that um that i've worked with that does that that actually that, calls a yeah. list agent yeah. you quick, got it dude. quick yeah. giving away the trade secrets no you, everybody should do yeah. that it's it's crazy that a loan officer wouldn't do that on behalf of the real estate agent yeah. to help the deal get done right? i mean it it i've had i've had multiple offer situations where the listing where i lost on it yeah and the listing agent said you know cited just familiarity with the lender. Yeah. That's one of the, yeah. Like your offer was the exact same price. Yep. Um, a lot of the, the, the contract terms were the same. Yeah. But just familiar, like confidence in the lender, confidence that this deal is going to get to the closing table. Right. Is why we went with this offer. So I, I'm glad you brought that up. And I think this is something that speaks volumes. There are certain lenders that, that agents don't want to work with. There are certain lenders that they haven't heard of. So if you're, if you're someone that's shopping rates and you're dealing with ABC online mortgage that nobody's ever heard of <laughs> in Timbuktu and you got a pre-approval for them, nobody's going to feel good about that pre-approval. Yeah. Even a Chase pre-approval or a Bank of America, everybody knows it's a cumbersome process, right? So I always felt, Sal, and I think this is true, I think when you put our pre-approval against any one of those other companies, the listing agent's going to gravitate to ours just because they know who we are and what we do. And I think that's a big, big thing for a real estate agent to know that. Well, I don't even think it's because they know who we are, but it's also because you put the two pre-approvals. Oh, well, even if they don't, though, which is rare. But if you put the two pre-approvals <laughs> next to each other, you got one that's just a piece of paper, and then you have another one that's a piece of paper that has a lot of words on it. But you also get a phone call with that explaining yeah. the details behind it. So you get a, a story behind yeah, it. Where well, if you get chased, th- that loan officer is not calling. The well, I would say, I would say that you know most people don't know who we are. That's an absolute fact. I mean, maybe like a few people we work with, but like we're a new company, right? And to reach out and say and, and explain, like, it, that's an uncomfortable conversation. Oh, I never heard of. This has happened, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, often. I would say I'm probably 90% of my deals right now. No one knows who we are, to be honest. Yeah. And you, you reaching out and calling them and saying, hey, listen, you know, here's my background. Here's what I know. Here's what I've done with this client. Here's where we're at. 
it just makes that uh, it's that communication piece that you said mm-hmm. earlier that um, leads to just a comfortable feeling. Yeah, you know, it's and it's honestly not rocket science. Like it's really not do, doing a good job. It's communication. Yeah, honest to God, it's just like the little due diligence steps that that. I mean, how crazy is, is it to think that a lender just giving a listing agent a call when there's a multiple offer situation and you want to explain the the strength of the buyer? How crazy is it to think that that's like going above and beyond? It's a right? normal. Shouldn't thing. that be yeah, the standard? It's like that's what you do. You know, dude. But hey, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not complaining, man. If that's all I have land to do, of the blind, to, right. land of the blind. The Sounds one I mean is me. king. Yeah. Well, yeah, and so. it, it's it's unfortunate. Well, I mean, and granted, that is like the right yeah. thing to do, but it's unfortunate that we have to because, like you said, it's not like we're uh, reinventing nuclear reactors no, here. No. We're getting a mortgage for someone, yeah. right? Can I tell you what frustrates Pay me? Stubs, yeah. W2. Frust- I like how nuclear reactor was like got yeah. something out of fall. Yeah, yeah. I'll be? tell you what. Refi- what's really annoying to me? It's like, uh, yeah. So I'll, I've worked with agents in the past, and then you know they'll say, "Oh, I'm going to start working with this other lender." That you know they they kind of suck, but they, you know they they sent me a lead, right? They sent me a lead, <laughs> which is awesome. I'm glad they did that, right? But it's tough because a lot of loan officers don't have like all this bucket of leads, but. What, but they, they're going with this other person who sucks at their job, but just because they gave them something, they're going to start working with them. The value of working with a team of people that know what they're doing, that get people to the closing table, that make people raving fans, I think is way more valuable and can grow your business so much faster if you've got a really good, proficient team around you. Some real estate agents are so focused on today and what they're getting out of it right now that, again, I think to your point, going through the process and doing all that, understanding that all these right things and having a loan officer that is very involved, that is doing all these other things and make sure the client's happy, that's getting a five-star review, like mm. walking away from that transaction, you're making raving fans across the board. Yeah. That is way more important long-term. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the residual value, right? It's not the value of today to get this deal done. It's the value to get this deal done and use that deal to get more deals done. Yeah, and I get it. Like real estate, especially if you're new in the business, like you need the business or you're looking for any way to do it. And you might like end up like, oh, I, I like I'm going to work with this guy. It might suck, but oh, he sent me a couple deals. Well, but the process t- sucked. Their, their experience was not good. You know, not, I'm not talking about everybody, but if the if the experience is bad on the loan side, it makes you look bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's who it falls on. Right? Um, yeah. It doesn't matter who screws up. It's usually it's your, your, your agent. Who yeah. Does, yeah. Yeah. Who, you refer who to him. Who's this guy? He sucked. Yeah. He, he's not returning my calls. He didn't yeah. call the list agent. Yeah. Is that, has that ever happened to you? Yes. It has? <laughs> it has. Um, How did you deal with it? You, the only way to deal with it is just kind of take it on the nose. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing worse than than uh, just getting getting reamed out for something that maybe wasn't your fault mm-hmm. is deferring the blame to somebody else. You can't. Like, you, just, you just don't feel good doing it. No, you can't. No, it, was, it makes you look bad, it just, too. Yeah, it makes you People look bad. It. it makes you feel bad. It's yeah. just... So the only way to deal with it is just to, you know, apologize, maybe compensate in some way, and just... You know, that sucks, though. You gotta do that. It does suck. I mean, but it comes with the as long as people I guess. know that you're doing everything that you can for yeah. them. It's it's usually good, you know. I mean, yeah. there's facts, and then there's there's stories, and you know, you tell people the facts, and they can make their own story about you know yeah, that's, what happened that's, or what went down. True. And ultimately, the client is the one that's getting hurt, and like they're the ones that are pit. And I have like a lot of time. It, dude, buying a house is a very emotional it's an emotional thing. process. Yeah. It's stressful, man. It's stressful. They don't understand it, and like if they, if you don't have somebody that's going to take the time to explain it or communicate at a really high level, like people feel uncomfortable. Mm. If 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 one of my clients isn't here for me in like three weeks or two weeks in the process. Or like they're not being communicated with. One week. They're not yeah, three days. Yeah. Really, right? Freaking out. They don't feel good about it. Mm. Right. So a lot of communication I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can't do you can't just you can't do too much. I mean you're the, you're either going to annoy somebody with how much you you get in contact with them mm-hmm. or 
or they're not going to hear from you and you're going to annoy them in that way. I'd much rather have the former where mm-hmm. it's just like they're laughing at me because I'm just talking yeah. to them so much. You yeah. know what I mean? And that happens all the time. Now, how um, important is it to you for to have like a, a loan officer that's actually around on the weekends and evenings? Oh my gosh. It's, <sighs> it's astronomical. Um, otherwise you're doing two jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a few moving parts to a, a real estate deal. It's the real estate side, there's title, and then there's the lender. If you're on the buy side and you have a lender that's not answering the phone or, or not there for, for questions, you're just doing two jobs. And um, we've got enough going on. So it's yeah. good to have. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what I think what people don't realize in our industry is like, dude, people are looking at houses on Saturday and Sunday. That's See, when yeah, we're like the busiest. It's the most it's the most busy. It's the most busy. I mean, they're not, they're not, they're not at work. That's, that's really it. It's, right. it's, it's after 5 PM and weekends and sometimes right. holidays. So. Right. It's like, Hey Paul, I need to price this house out. It's eight o'clock at night. Can you I think I've me? done that to you a few times. Where, <sighs> yeah. But I don't, but it's not like, I don't like, you don't bitch about it. I'm we always get it done. It. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. always no, get it done. I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. Like, yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. You know, try calling Chase or a loan officer at Chase or, or Wells Fargo to get yeah. a deal priced out at. Seven o'clock on a weekday. I mean, for, for no instance, one's answering. Salvatore Cusmano, who sits right next to me right now, I, I will tell you this: there is not a moment in the day that he is not on the phone. He is always day on the phone. Night. Like this man is just on the phone all the time, and like, and like, he he, he does. You don't pass up a phone call. I've never seen you like end a phone call. No, I mean, I don't always want to answer it, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you got to do. do what you got to do. Right? That I mean, that's super just our job, you know, yeah. and uh, I think when you're getting started in this business, because we're I mean, uh, I'm just getting started. I feel like, you know, things are going OK, but really I mean, we're just in our infancy of of doing what we do in this. And it's like you have to answer every phone call and not that there's an excuse mm-hmm. not to. But until you build that team or that support system around you to completely delegate it all, it's, it is what it is, right? Yep. So yep. pick it up or or someone else will. So anybody that wants to have success at anything, I think uh, if you're phone averse and, and are in, in sales, you're not going to get very far. You, I mean, I, I've I met so accurate. many people in the industry that don't want to pick up the phone and call someone. It's like, I'm going to hide behind email. I'm going to hide behind. Pick up the phone. You have to look at your time, right? Like, what would I do otherwise? I'd probably watch a YouTube video of a dog dancing, getting his hair cut, (laughs) you know? And it's like, oh, or I can pick up this phone call and pre approve someone, right? Uh, Have you watched videos of a. Yeah, there's this one. It's it's really cute. I was going to say, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's that little dog. Jessica, have you seen this one? A dog getting trimmed up? No, but I want to. We should link it. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want to start doing this on every show. Okay. What is the craziest thing that you've seen um in your life (laughs) (laughs) in 24 years in showing houses or you know um probably i would say in showing house what's the craziest Uh situation you've been in and like have you ever walked into like a really like a cat lady house and there's a thousand cats no you know what is actually funny is because obviously i'm you're you're asking the question so i'm sure you've heard some good ones um i've heard great ones as well and i'm i'll be on showings and i mean and I get asked the question by buyers. I don't really have anything. Nothing. No, I don't really have anything. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, don't know how it happened, but I just got like the most. And I feel like for the most part, it's boring. pretty normal, right? No, but I've time, heard every uh, time I go to a house or like an open house, there's something weird, dude. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not usually normal. I remember we had a closing, and these buyers are so pumped, dude, and they had their uh, uh, walkthrough right before. Mm. And I'm sure you know anyone who's had animals like dogs or whatever, you know, like. I don't know what it is, especially if there's two of them. They like work together to like basically shit all over the house. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're like, let's, together. let's fuck this house up. Right. And they yeah. just literally shit all over the house. And I remember we were at this closing and the buyers walked in and they were like, I'm like, hey, congrats, you know? And they're like, 
not happy. We're not. Yeah. I mean, it was all, apparently it was like all over like the diarrhea, house. Like, <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> poop. Without going too deep into it, yeah, it was. Well, like, how much deeper it was? Can land, we go? Yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> you took it See, to maybe the I, Maybe I have seen some crazy stuff yeah, because I mean, that was what I was gonna say. Like just like just houses that are in complete disarray and yeah. walking around. So. It's like, Maybe dude, it's just become normal to me that, yeah. that and that's sad that, that people have the mindset or whatever. Like closing, not my problem, you know. And it's like, well, mm. these poor people are going to walk in, and they're going to. It's a it's a minefield. I so, mean, there's it's everywhere. So how do you deal with something like that? You get to the closing table, you're super pumped. You just had your walkthrough, or you're leaving the walkthrough, and you're like, man. <laughs> and the buyers yeah. are like, man, yeah. Do you, do you still close? Do you depends on a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, you're, you're not not closing over some shit in the fucking hallway, <laughs> right? But still, I mean, man. I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, we'll close tomorrow. This seller's got to clean this shit mm-hmm. up and well, then we'll close. Yeah, like, so it has to be the house has to be broom swept. It does, broom, right? Broom, that, that's the rule, right? Well, yeah. I don't want to so, sweep shit. Yeah, It'll just yeah. smear. It. So it's like we're yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Christ. honestly, that's what <laughs> I I. I would not. I don't know how I would deal with it because I haven't had to deal with it just you'd yet. Clean just it because up. I'm you'd, very. You'd, have to, you'd, you'd go clean it I'm up. Careful. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, it would just. So everybody listening out there, Ryan Law will clean up poop yeah. if you get poop in your house. Depends. I mean, slip me, slip takes me one in. Takes I don't know. I and think, I'm sure there's a, a, a myriad of stories of people, you know, going in and like there's dog, you know. Yeah, and, I'll tell you the oh, craziest yeah. story that I was ever involved in. They. Uh, a, a, this, they close, they sign on the paperwork, right? <clears throat> they sign on everything. They go back to the house and uh, the septic tank blew up. Blew up. Man. Nice. So they hadn't executed at all. I forget what happened. There was still like one more thing to do. The, and they just killed the deal because the septic field blew up and there's poop everywhere. Nice. It's not that's, good. That's super tough, man. So you're buying a house. Up. I mean, that's a little more than a little bit of dog shit. I mean, that's a lot Someone of Someone was telling me a, a story <laughs> the other day that uh, the people had moved. So the, the, the house was sold. Everything was good. They moved in, and there's, their people's cats were still there. They just left their cats? Yeah, they, le- they left the cats For there. free? So they just got the cats? Well, I guess one of the cats like uh, it was lost, and it was still in the house. And the people who had <laughs> bought the house... Oh, but they made messes everywhere, right? Mm. So, the not, people not who had bought the house kept the cats hostage, essentially, until they gave them money. Oh wow! To clean everything up, you know. So it was like they held them ransom. Wow. Yeah, they were like, "Listen, we are going to keep yeah, the cats. Know where so they they give us money because their carpets are all screwed up, you know." And we want our did carpets. They pay for, did they did they pay for the? the I cats? think they eventually did. I I don't know. This, the story was getting a little long, and I. That's a bold. Yeah, I was man. like, man, we could what? do a whole another podcast yeah. All right, of we just got, we got, stories we every got week. Three minutes, uh, yeah. real quick. What did you guys think about the whole Putin thing with uh, Trump? How do you think that went? It went well. I thought. I didn't I watch thought, it. I, went yeah, well. what ha- I don't even know what happened. Pass. Okay, okay so nobody saw any it. That. No, nobody saw it. Just hurts my head. I don't get it. I'll be honest. It wasn't. It wasn't great. What went down? Uh, Trump was just, I mean, just the visual alone was bad. He was yucking it up with Putin. He's like, no collusion here, buddy. <laughs> no, no, no. Give me that. Yeah, He's holding a soccer yeah. ball. He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it was bad. Yeah. Um, he, it's almost like he's trying to like look as It doesn't matter what he does. It doesn't possible. matter what he does. It does not matter. It's so crazy. I don't think it does. It doesn't matter yeah. what he does. He will get reelected yeah. as long as the economy is good. He know. is getting reelected and he's going to win a Nobel Peace Prize for fixing North Korea. It's and he's a horrible human in my opinion. But leaving the country, you're not leaving anywhere. Where are you going to go? Nobody's taking you. You can't get a visa for anywhere. Uh, Australia, Ryan. Yeah. Tell the audience how 
they can get a hold of that fine quaff of yours? Um, you can get a hold of the fine quaff of my, what do you want me to get my cell phone number out? Oh, I don't know. What, I don't how do you, know, you want business? I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I do have a professional Facebook page, Ryan Law. Um, I'm with Real Team Real Estate. You can look them up as well. Um, and if you're looking to get in the business as well, check out Real Team. I don't think there's a better place to start I would agree the business. That. I would agree. Honest with that. to God, if I don't even know if I'd be in real estate. If it's I it's, it's so hard to get going in real estate that they give you the best opportunity. I mean, it, by far. yeah, the, it's it's outstanding. So if you've even had any thoughts, you need to check out Real Team. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't You're know. You're not giving your number out? No, I don't think I'll be giving my, my, my cell number out. You should. I don't know. Okay, you don't have yeah. to. We'll post no, it. Just look me up, man. <laughs> Facebook, Ryan, Ryan Law. Law. That's my name. If, yeah. every, if anybody's looking for homes or anything, Ryan actually does a very, very good job. For being as young as he is, he's super professional, super proficient, very communicative. And I do, there's some agents I like, I know suck, but there's some agents I actually look forward to working with. Like we have a closing we're going to right after yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. And me and Sal had one like 10 days ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. That went well as well. So, um, so thank you for being on the yeah, show. Thank you so much for the audience. Please look us up on Facebook at uh, Omega Lending Group. That's our Facebook page. Uh, you can also go to iTunes uh, Podcast Detroit. Uh, Inside Real Estate is the name of the show. Anything else I'm missing, Jessica? Anything I'm missing? No, you're good. I'm good. Jessica's the real brains of this operation. I we feel have like. no idea. <laughs> really. I feel like yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. I love you guys.